All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. If you gamble, use your game sense. Stay within your limit. Go to gamesense.ab.ca and learn more. Starred as a member of the uh, the Regina Pats in the uh, the Western Hockey League, uh, then uh, moved on to the uh, American League before uh, jumping up to the uh, the National Hockey League. Uh, had a had a career that spanned over a decade uh, in the NHL and stops in Toronto, uh, Chicago, uh, L.A., and uh, in Boston. Uh, also uh, spent a brief time in the uh, German Elite League uh, during the uh, the lockout of two thousand four two thousand five. And uh, then uh, finished his career in uh, the Swiss League in Bern back in uh, 2008. Uh, also was deemed, uh, as by, by her words, not mine, um, favorite all-time player of uh, Shona Strudwick because uh, he knocked the teeth out of her husband, Jason Strudwick, and uh, he was in dire need of a... Of a tooth job, shall we say? So uh, she's always uh, thankful for that. And uh, he currently now is the uh, campus director at uh, VME Hockey Academy. Uh, Nathan Dempsey joins us. Demmer, welcome to the new studio. How you doing, Craig? It's a pleasure to be here, man. I love the new studio. It's great. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. So um, we'll, we'll get to uh, what the what does a campus director uh, do at uh, at VME Hockey? But uh, and here we are for uh, who is now? Of course, I should say pride of Spruce Grove. Too, uh, as you as you said, uh, uh, a bustling metropolis. The city, yeah, the it's a, city, it's a city. Grove. Yeah, city of Spruce Grove. Uh, you're not sure. running for mayor anytime soon. No, maybe next year. Maybe, no, no, no. no. Next Politics year. is not my future. No, it's not. <laughs> Yeah. Now, um, we'll get into a lot of your playing career and everything. And just, just for our audience, so they don't know, of course, uh, you know, Nathan has, uh, has Parkinson's disease. And how, how many, when was your original diagnosis? If we kind of go back a little ways. Yeah. So originally I was diagnosed in 2010, but 
But during my playing days, the last, uh, I would say the last two or three years, I kind of felt something different. Um, so when I was in LA, that's kind of the first time with us. So that would have been in, uh, in 2005, I think is when it kind of. Yeah. Is when I kind of, when I started kind of feeling it. So what was, like, what was the, what was the first sign you noticed where something was off? Yeah, so I knew, so my daughter at the time was two years old. Okay. And so I was starting to feed her some food, and for for one reason or another, she I couldn't, pick, you know, give her the food. I wouldn't stay on the spoon. So it was, it was your yeah, hand was shaking. it was tremoring so bad. Wow. And so my wife at first knew, noticed it, and uh, she's like, uh, what's going on? And I said, oh, I just kind of, I get kind of high strung. I get a shake on, and I thought that was kind of it. And so we kind of played off as as that uh, for the time being, and then um, as as time wore on, I guess I went to you know, went to Boston, and I saw my first neurologist in Boston. Okay, and he diagnosed me with a an essential tremor, which in essence is a just like a lot of people have it. It's a shaky hand. Okay, and it's something that gradually like yeah gradually just doesn't get worse. It, it doesn't stay. It just stays kind of the same. Okay. Um. So I saw my first neurologist there, and that's what he diagnosed me with. It. And then uh, from there, I went to, to to Switzerland, played there. I had my hip redone, and so that was kind of the end of the the, the end of the road for me. So you had your hip done, yeah. You, you had tremors, and you're still playing pro hockey, man. Like that's uh, now not you, well, but I was. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, like pro athletes and really young men in general, like when you you know you're, we're we're full of, you know full of piss and vinegar. And we got a lot of testosterone. We're in our twenties and thirties, and we're like we're invincible, right? So when you got that diagnosis, and, the, and originally they didn't tell you it was Parkinson, right? Oh. It took a few years until they diagnosed yeah, so you with when Parkinson. When I came back, I retired and pretty much a week. Yeah. And then saw my first neurologist back here um, in '09, and then got got put on medication, and that's kind of when the 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 diagnosis came came result came through. So how? And I hope we can talk about this. Oh, of course, but, yeah. I love talking. I love that. It, so it, it's it's been my life for yeah. 13, 14 years now. Yeah. So if I don't talk about it, then I'll go nuts. Yeah. So the and I appreciate that. Um, of course. The. Because I, I think it's important for our audience because somebody out there might be going through the same diagnosis, whether it's Parkinson's or, or different diseases at this time. Like for you, how how hard was it mentally to accept it? Was was that the toughest part for you, or was it the physical change? No, I mean the physical change was something that came very gradually. Okay, so that was something that, of course, that that is, as a pro athlete, something that affected me quite 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 enough. Yeah, but the mental part was a big time part. It was it was kind of like I was in such denial. Okay. Um, that I didn't want to tell anybody. I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want anybody to notice. I didn't want anybody to know about it. I kept that really to myself. And so, um, I mean, gosh, it's just taken me years to get over that. And so now it's just who I am. It's part of it's part of my identity. Yeah. Um, it's not a big deal. There are lots of people going through way worse stuff than me. And so I come to terms with it, and I'm just uh, trying to live day by day and. Ran my way through lots of things. Now, and you know what? Uh, after you played, of course, you, you had young kids, and uh, you know you were coaching your kids for a long time. Yeah. Right. And and you were coaching with the diagnosis of Parkinson's, so the kids would see. You know, I think that's such a. It's a great because it shows kids vulnerability. Yeah. It shows kids, you know, you just don't give up when uh, maybe you know you have something that's uh, to deliver to you that you didn't expect, right? How, can you, can you maybe talk about because I remember talking to you a few years ago and we didn't talk about it on air. We're just like the relationship you built with a lot of your players because. 
there's a real human element of coach, you know, whether it's Coach Nate or Coach Demmer or Coach Dempsey, because they they automatically see your vulnerability. Yeah, I mean, like again, like when I was when my son was younger, um, I coached him all the way up, and uh, I really didn't want to talk about it to anybody. So, but uh, with with lots of support from my family and my friends, um, they came to like I came to the fact that this is something that I could really share with a lot of people. And like you said, just kind of building it to kind of have that identity. Yeah. Kind of have the, not the identity, but the, like that's just something that I persevered through. And it's something that I go, that's what I bring to the school at Vimy every day too. They know I have it. And this is something that I'm not going to, it's not going to own me. It's not something that, that's going to kind of run my life. I'm going to live the way I want to live. And then, 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 then this is just part of who I am. Nathan uh, Dempsey is our guest, of course, a longtime uh, NHLer, uh, played pro hockey for uh, 15 years in the NHL, EHL. Uh, brief time in uh, in Germany during the lockout, then, of yeah. course, uh, finished your career uh, in Bern and now uh, working as the uh, campus director at, uh, at Vimy Hockey Academy. Been there for over a decade, I think it is. Yes. And um, so when, when you, like, what was the, uh, like the transition period you talked about mentally was tough and you didn't want to talk about it. Who kind of helped you? What was the turning point where you were like, okay, you know what? Now I'm comfortable talking about it. Did, did you meet anybody else? Was there somebody that kind of helped you? Was it your wife? Who was that, that real person that kind of, you know, maybe the light bulb went on and allowed you to, to accept that, that, that you have Parkinson's? I mean, there's a lot of my wife. Like, like it's something that she's like, you know, like this isn't, so when I say it, like having it as a daddy, it doesn't identify who I am. Okay. But something that I live with every day. And so the more that the, the, the and then the more that I talked about it, I found out eventually, the more I talked about it with people, the more I shared my story with people, the way better I felt about my life. Okay. And about my diagnosis. And, uh, and, um, uh, it's something that, uh, I love to talk about. It's something that I think is important for me to talk about. And it's something that, uh, I think, you know, is important for people here. Have, have and part of my ignorance on this, and that's part of why I come. Up, ha, has there have you seen? Has there been like big, big growth steps in 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 limiting the the effects of Parkinson since you've had it? Yeah, so I've gone through two surgeries, which is these surgeries are have been amazing. It's called DBS, which is called deep brain stimulation surgery or therapy. Okay, and so what this is is it is they put leads and there's two two locations in my brain that are the best parts for this type of surgery. Okay. Uh, one's GPI, the other is STN. And those are those are just little little parts of like what the big words are, which I have no idea what they mean <laughs> or how you even pronounce them. Okay. But GPI and STN. And so uh, the, you know, event uh, sorry, this summer I had uh, my second surgery. Okay. And so it's really helped with a lot of my symptoms. And it's been an amazing. Uh, it's been amazing to see the difference in my physical way that I am and the, the, the things that I can do. It's been an amazing um, uh, procedure that I've had. And the people at the K Clinic and the Movement Disorder Clinic, my my neuro my neurologist, Doctor Ba, and Doctor Sankar, the neurosurgeon, they're incredible people, and I, I just can't think of enough. Wait, Nathan Dempsey is our guest. So you look at kind of what do, do you? Do you look long term? Like, what's the future hold for you? Like, do you, do you have to do a lot of um, like working out or, or physical therapy and rehabilitation to kind of to kind of help you? Does that does that limit the uh, the impact? Uh, working out helps, but uh, like right now with me working, it's like I, I get tremendously fatigued okay. over the day, and it's really hard for me to find the energy to work out. 
but I gotta continue to work out. I keep myself fairly healthy with the way I eat and uh and the parts that I do that I can can I can I, that I can stay physical with. Okay. Um but I mean that's gonna be a big part of it. But I think working for me has been a tremendous help. Like for me to be able to continue to work and continue to kind of see the kids and see and have the inspiration of them has been something that's been amazing for me. Are you still on the ice? No. No. My balance is horrendous. Oh, okay. So that's a big part of Parkinson's. It took away my balance and so it's uh it's really frustrating for was, a guy that, that I was just gonna say, like yeah. when when was the last time you were able to, to be on the skates? Um Gosh, it's got to be going on three or four years. Three or now. four years, because like that's you know when we talk about your identity, that was like that was your passion. Like when you were on the ice, man, that was a different world for you, right? Like, hey, I got troubles in my life, I got on the ice, and now I'm happy. So that you talked about getting the diagnosis in 2010, but really now in 2020, you kind of had to go through it again a little bit because now all of a sudden, okay, I've got. Alzheimer's, or sorry, not Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, but I've been playing hockey for a decade. I'm coaching. I love it. I yeah. still get to do what I love. Was that almost like a another hurdle that you had to go over mentally? It was. It's that's part of the part of the what I love about what I do is getting on the ice and helping the kids and being part of the coaching and seeing the developing and the and the improvements that they can make. And so that was a, another adjustment, like you said, um, but something that was very necessary for me to go to, to have because. Uh, Honestly, like being on the ice and then having the my balance issues that I had was more frustrating than not being on the ice. Uh, okay. So, um, I did go through part of it, but it, but it's like once you go down so many times, there's only so many times you want to go down again. So uh, it's time for me to hang them up. Was the only pause of maybe is you finally understood what it felt like to skate like struts? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't want to kick a man <laughs> when he's not here, but. Uh, but you know, uh, the, we talked about Strutty. He's a great friend of mine, oh, a yeah. really tremendous person. And uh, I, uh, you know, with me knocking his jibbies out, that was something that that uh, I know Shona laughs about. And you know, you mentioned that she's that I'm her favorite player. Uh, but it's something that I felt terrible about. Yeah. When it happened, my gosh, I felt bad. Now we laugh about it. And now we bug him about it. Yeah. And well, it was obviously it. an accident too, right? Well, I, I mean, <laughs> well, I'm assuming it was an accident. I'm not that accurate, Jake. Let's just put it that way. But uh, I, I, I mean, I'll say this. I think it was deflected. <laughs> Study said it wasn't. <laughs> okay. But I, I say it was def- definitely deflected. Yeah, you're a defenseman. You are very rarely firing oh, high heat. God, yeah. Right, especially as a shorter guy. You knew the dangers of the high heat. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. that guy's like eight feet tall. Like, yeah. how am I supposed to hit that guy in the face? Uh, so and and, and, and if, when he told us the story, if we're being fair... His reaction time might not have been as quick as normal based on the rookie party from the evening before. Yeah, we're all a little down in the dumps that day <laughs> that morning. I think all of our all of our abilities were not at a hundred percent. Let's put it that way, <laughs> especially my shooting ability, obviously, and not to mention that uh, that uh, Daryl or not Daryl Brian Sutter, who was our coach at the time, oh my goodness, was just yelling at me. Shoot that puck, Demmer. You're shooting it. You're, you're just, he just wanted me to shoot the puck. So you're just like, so okay, I'm, well, I'm doing what the coach says. Bombs away. Yeah. <laughs> so then, it's really Brian Sutter's fault at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. I, I totally agree. 100%. I totally, I yeah, totally that, agree. that's totally, totally fair. Uh, Demmer, I love that we could open up and talk about Parkinson's. But, sure. of course, uh, we want to talk about your career here on, uh, on Who Is It Wednesday. It's a fantastic career. 
And uh, so we'll get into, uh, you know, the offensive side of your game and, and lots of stories from the NHL and the American League next. Uh, Nathan Dempsey, our guest today on Who Is It Wednesday on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 1440, your dad uh, uh, was a principal, too, Demmer. You betcha. We've got a lot of listeners are saying, oh, uh, Mr. Steve Dempsey, yeah. a good principal. Uh, and, legend, uh, legend is for his girl. <laughs> legend. Yeah. Uh, now, so if dad was a, see, my mom was a vice principal for a lot, and she was kind of strict at school. People were like, oh, it must be hard at home. I'm like, nah, mom was great. So, uh, was dad strict at home? Uh, yeah, fairly strict, but I mean, he was a great, great dad. He, he put a lot of work in it, getting me to where I want to go. Uh, supported me, obviously, like any, yeah. like any NHLer, like you gotta have the support of your family to get you where you want to go. And he just, he just, they just drove me everywhere, obviously, just kind of supporting what I want to do. Now we got a lot of stories to talk about today. Of course, our um, our, our our co-host, uh, man, uh, he'll be disappointed. He's just actually getting back from uh, Disneyland, oh, wow. uh, Disney World, actually. Uh, Tr. Now you played in St. John's uh, with the uh, the legend himself, Terry Ryan. Tell me uh, now, did you play against Tr, or was he a little bit younger than you in the dub? Uh he was yeah, he was younger than me. So okay. he, I think Terry, I think is three or four years younger than I. Okay. So he would have been, uh, when I was leaving the West Wing is when he would have been coming in. Okay. I think when, cause we, I played in Regina and he played in Tri like, yeah, for okay. the first little bit. Yeah. So we didn't see each other very much. So he might have been there as first, my, my last year. Okay. But I think we missed each other just barely. So, but then you became teammates. So that was really kind of maybe your first introduction to, uh, to Terry Ryan. And, well, and actually, when I was in St. John's before, when he first came into the league, uh, he was in Fredericton. Okay. And so we played Fredericton, like he probably, he probably mentioned this. We played Fredericton 12 times. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> so you think, you know, like I got to know Terry quite well. Not always good parts of him. Let's, let's put it that way. Um, he mentioned, I think I listened to your show. He mentioned Jerry Fleming. Yeah. Um, they had, they had, they had Terry, they had Jerry. Like, like we, like each team had like four or five oh, legit, legit, legit heavyweights. Yeah. So it was an absolute gong show when we played those guys, like absolute gong show. So now, how is you know here's you know a young offensive minded defenseman, right? Uh, here you are, you're coming in, uh, you're into it with the St. John's Maple Leafs, yeah. and you know into those bad like the WHL was tough back then in the in the, in the early nineties, no question, and there was there was lots of scrapping, and you know even even you know like a, a smaller offensive minded defenseman every now and then you get you get caught up in a line brawl, so you're like I got to figure it out, but. How was it for you when, when you, like, was it a big, oh, my God, like, you know, this is crazy up here? Like, how, how was it for you to adapt those first few years in the American League? Well, I mean, you kind of you kind of have an idea what you're getting into. Okay. Like, you, you're a fan of the Western League. You kind of know what you're getting into. But my first introduction to the Western League was a line ball. And during this line ball, I got paired off with a guy, and we kind of were tussling, and he pushed me by his bench. And so I gotta, gotta imagine this. I'm on their bench. Their bench is holding me back. And this guy's just teeing off on my noodle. <laughs> As these guys, their bench is holding my arms back. Oh my so God. So I'm just like, I'm just trying to take like as many off the top of the head as I can. So that was my first fight. Oh. So that, well, it could that only was, get better from there, I guess. Well, you think, but if you see me fight, you you think otherwise. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, like like the West thing was a tough league, that's yeah. for sure. Oh God, you know, yeah. like Struddy talks about it as well. And um, but I mean, uh, like my parent, my my dad was a principal, so he was a he, he was kind of hoping I'd go the college route. Yeah. But uh, you know, he also said, you know, this is your life, this is your choice, and I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I knew the West thing was the place that I want to go. 
and it worked out well for me. Well, it did. You go there, so then you go to St. John's, and um, so you played against TR for a few years, but then you became his teammate. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of in his hometown. Oh yeah, and, like he oh, it's, was, it's, it's, like, he I, was yeah, a big deal then. Terry's from Mount Pearl, I think. Yeah, Mount Pearl is basically like Spruce Grove is to Edmonton. Yeah, so I mean, this is his hometown. To St. And this John, guy yeah. was a legend. Like, 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 I don't want to take anything away from Terry. Terry was exactly the type of player that that city loves to watch. Yeah. Could score, loved to fight, would fight anybody, bigger than life personality, but a great teammate, great teammate to have. Terry was, uh, was always, uh, was always the first guy to jump in for someone. Um, he took care of all the guys that he knew he had to take care of. He knew his role quite well and he played it to a team. And uh, he had a lot of fun off the ice. Like he was like the mayor of St. John's, eh? My goodness! <laughs> I, I I I love listening to the senior stories. You heard some of his. Some oh, of his, I, you know what? I've never met his dad in person yet. His but. dad is unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. And so when we used to go to Terry's place, and his dad would just hold shop. Yeah. Like he just told stories like. Like, you know where Terry gets it from. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a quite obvious. And some people just have, like, they're great storytellers. Oh, and that's Terry. Terry just, he just knows how to tell a story. He, his memory's incredible. Like, I'm trying to think of a story, and I'm like, God, I can't think of anything because my memory's horrible. But he comes up with, like, his memory's amazing, and he just has so many different stories to tell in a great way of telling them. So you're a young guy, you know, you've been battling it out uh, a few years in the American League, and then uh, you finally get the call in, in 96, 97 up to the, uh, to the Maple Leafs. Like, it's a pretty big deal, right? Like, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are, of course, one of the most storied franchises. It's a massive fan base, right? You've been playing in, in uh, St. John's. You've been to camp a few times. You've played in some exhibition games, but it's a regular season game's different. Uh, what do you remember most about your first NHL game? It was in Jersey. I got called up. We're on the road. So I got called up from Rochester. Okay. And they sent a town car. So I drove a town car. I think it was like a couple-hour drive to the hotel in Jersey. Okay. And I check into my hotel in Jersey. And uh, just just, just curious, like uh, as I'm at the front desk, I'm like, so who's my roommate? They say some name. I can't remember the name. But he's like, well, that, that, that name doesn't sound familiar at all. Does that guy even play for the Leafs? So I'm like, so I just said, okay. So I went upstairs. I went upstairs and checked into my room. And there's a duffel bag sitting at the door. It looked like whoever checked in there just dropped it off and left. So I'm like, what is going on? So I ordered room service up to my room, ordered something to eat. And gosh, midnight's rolling around. I'm like, what's going on here? One o'clock. So I fall asleep. Well, 2.30 rolls around. And who's jumping on my bed? Doug Gilmore. <laughs> Doug Gilmore, hey Dammer, congratulations! Guess where we're in? We're in the Big Apple with Gretz and and Kirk Muller. He's telling me that he he wants to chat my ear off for like a half an hour when he gets two thirty in the morning. Two thirty in the morning. I'm and like, you've never met him before. Never. Well, I mean, well, I've met camp. him in camp. Yeah, okay. But like, he, like just an amazing guy. So we're playing the next night. I'm like, what is going on here? This is unbelievable. Well, who has the goal and three assists the next day and come with the win? Doug Gilmore. Doug Gilmore. Like, <laughs> so he had checked in under a false name? Yep. His, he, he always checked in under an, an, okay. under an alias. Yeah, that, that would make sense back then, right? People, yeah. uh, it's a little different time for sure. They don't want to call the room or, yeah. or what have yeah. you. So, 
but it, it's kind of funny. So he's waking you up at two three in the morning. You're a raw rookie, right? But this is Doug Gilmore. I can't even be upset. No, I'm like, oh, I'm up. I'm I'm, I'm awake. What do you want to talk about? I'm here for you. So, um, but I mean, like I said, like those guys, like they're just like him. Um, Matt Sunin, Curtis Joseph, all those guys are just all oh, just awesome guys. And I'll tell you a story. When I when one of the first one of the times I got called up, I was paired with Dave Manson. Oh my! And Charlie, goodness. Charlie, well, we'll call him Charlie. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh. Charlie. he's tougher nails, but he was such an amazing person. When they sent me down, him and Gary Roberts went into Pat Quinn's office and said, "What are you doing? How do you send this guy down?" Really? So that meant a lot. Oh God, yeah. And so because you got up those fourteen games in ninety six, ninety seven, and then you didn't get called back up again for three more years, right? Like. That has to be hard. And, I, and, and the reason I ask that question is, uh, I think, and you ended up playing like almost 300 NHL games, but you got 14 and then you had to wait three years to get any more. Like it, it is not just this, oh, we're in the NHL and now I stay here, right? Were, were the three years after you got there almost harder than the first three years? Oh, absolutely. Because I knew I could play. And we had asked for a trade and they said, no, we love you. With those captains of the team down there, we love having you. Pat Quinn just wasn't a fan of mine. He liked the big, big. tough, strong, yeah. stay-at-home defenseman. And I think those three years that I spent there might have been like my best three years of my career because I felt like I was ready to play and I put up big numbers and still couldn't get a chance to play. Well, you're in 2001-2002 as a defenseman, you had 61 points in 75 games. Right, like you, you were obviously a very gifted offensive guy, and you know when you look and you played in that era where small guys, it was harder to play. Right, like there's way more six foot tall defensemen, five eleven, five ten D men now than there was. Like there was, you know, there's Brian Rafalski, and I don't even know if there was anybody else. You know, at that time, like it's you know timing's everything a little bit when you, so you know you watch the game and then you finally got your chance in in Chicago, right? Like, how did you? Like what did you just was your contract done? You signed as a free agent. And you just and you're like, okay, I gotta leave because like Toronto held you for that long, even though you asked for trades, they wouldn't trade you. Yeah. So a little, I mean, a little bit of that is my own fault because I signed deals that are a little bit longer than I put because because of I wanted some some security. Okay. And so like even though you're in the minors and you're not where you want to be, you're still like having the contract. Right. But uh, you know when and you were getting paid big money in the American League because yeah, Toronto, I yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. I mean, not big. In, but big by American yeah, League standards. Of course, yeah, of course, yeah. And so, I mean, at that point, I mean, at that point, you're kind of wondering, like, is this, you know, am I going to get an opportunity again? Am I going to? So I had to go to free agency that summer. And I, you know, um, Al McAdam, who's my coach in St. John's, was the assistant coach in Chicago. He gave me a call and he said, sign, sign in Chicago. Um, We'll make sure uh, that Brian will give you an opportunity. So I, if I knew I had an opportunity to show what I could do, I knew that uh, that, that, that 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 I'd have a good chance of playing there. Yeah, and so you, you get to Chicago. Now you're you're finally a regular uh, NHLer. Yeah. Can and now you've been in the minors for geez, I'm thinking like seven or eight years. Yeah. Right. So you you, you finally you probably appreciate it a little bit more, but what was like, when you go back and you look at that year in Chicago, like obviously there's gotta be a lot of pride because you're like, okay, you know what? I grinded it out and, and now I'm finally here. But like, what were the the things that really stood out to you that, that made it so much fun that first year being a, like a regular and everyday NHLer? Yeah. Well, I mean, we had a good, we had, we didn't have a very good team. So the, 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 the opportunity that I had 
that I played a ton. Like I, I think I, I think that first year I think I averaged twenty three minutes a night as a defenseman. Oh. That was my first year in the league. Like I was playing a ton. Yeah. So that whenever you're playing a lot like that, I don't care where you are. That's that's your you feel like you're a part of it. You feel like you're a big part of it, and that makes you happy. I don't care if you're what kind of athlete you are. If you're playing and you feel like you're a big part of it, you're happy. Yeah. And we had some amazing, I had some amazing teammates. Like all Struddy would be one of them. But I mean, like, like Bob Probert, Ryan Vandenbush, some tough dudes. Um, Steve Sullivan was a good teammate of mine. Yeah. We had some really good teammates there too. Now, when you were you played St. John's, uh, I'm looking one, two, three, four, five, six, eight years. Did you? Did they not retire your jersey? Yes. It's hanging from Mile One Stadium in St. John's. Now, th- like that is quite the honor, right? Like, yeah, with, it's quite the honor. Of me, maybe it just means I played there way too. Long. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, well, it depends which way you look yeah, at it, right? Yeah. No, like, I, luckily, you course. got those those years in the NHL after, right? So, the, but so it's still when you got the call though, and they hey Nathan, uh, we want to retire your jersey. Who called you? Uh, Glenn Stanford, who was at the time the GM, like at the time they're called the St. John's Ice Caps. Okay. Which at the time I think I was a Winnipeg's farm team. Yeah. So they're holding the uh, NHL, the AHL All Star game. Okay. In St. John's, I think it was in. T- what year was that? It would have been like. Twenty. Thirteen, maybe. Okay. Um, I think it's twenty thirteen. So they were, they flew me and my my family out to the All Star game. Yeah. Yeah. Set us up in a hotel, and uh, retired my jersey, uh, and had me as an as an honorary all star, uh, honorary captain of the all star of the all star. Okay. Team. So now, how old were your kids then? Um, my son would have been twelve. Okay, so old enough to be like, hey, like this is kind of a cool, like this is a yeah. pretty good, cool dad. All right, you know what? Uh, yeah. Dad's kind of cool, I guess. Now all of a sudden, totally, yeah. I mean, yeah, he remembered. I've asked him, like, recently, uh, do you remember that? And he's, he remembers parts of it. Um, he was born in St. John's, so oh, okay. it was kind of a homecoming for him. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then the fact that, you know, that, that, that they got to see me go and, and do this kind of stuff was, a, was an amazing part of, the, of them growing up. Now, you mentioned earlier Brian Sutter, a uh, pretty intense guy. Very. Very. You know, to put it lightly. Uh, you also had Denny Savard. The Savardian Spinorama as your assistant coach. Legend. Like, I, I could just see the smile on your face. Like, Denny Savard was one of the most electrifying. Like, I still remember Denny Savard in the, in the 80s, man. Like, his Spinorama movie had the terrible bucket, but he had unreal Spinorama. Him and Al Secor, they're on the line together. Steve Larmer's a hell of a line. Um, what, what do you remember about Denny Savard as a coach? I remember Denny being a real players guy. Like, he, he was a great assistant coach, somebody that you could go and talk to. Especially when you're dealing with somebody like Brian, who's super intense, um, somebody who could kind of talk you off the ledge if you needed to. Um, but I remember Denny; they can practice. It's almost like this guy could play. So, <laughs> yeah, like his hands were amazing. It was unbelievable. Like so, we played like coaches, and then like the coaches would jump in, and he would just fly around out there. He was still like just incredible, and he was like, I don't know, at that time probably late forties. Wow, and just amazing. Um, so Denny was a was a was a great sounding board for us. 
um, and you know something that I uh, love being around. So you went to Chicago, then uh, then you, then you moved to the to the L.A. Kings. Yeah, I got Cor- traded at the deadline. Yeah, and um, so tell kind of getting getting dealt to to L.A. Uh, that you, what what did that mean to you? And because I look at your time, your first like at seven points, four goals in your first seventeen games with the Kings, you're thinking, hey man, I'm I'm made for the big city. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was a it was something that was a little bit shocking. First thing to be traded. Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting it. Um, I was playing a lot in Chicago, and but uh, they obviously weren't really going for any push. And then L.A. at the time was in a, play- a playoff push. So they added me, and we ended up missing all in the playoffs in the very last game, the 82nd game Ugh. of the season. So that was, we missed out by, lost out by one point. So that was a, that was a tough ending. Into the, to the, but I had a really good finish to that year. And then the lockout came. And the lockout is when... I kind of felt like some of my health things hurt. Yeah, that's what you mentioned. That's kind of the first time you felt the tremors a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. And I get, 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 again, like some of it, uh, you know, some of it when you look back, you go, well, like what, what, what's, what's going on here? Like, and then I look back and I go, well, that, I mean, it's obvious. Yeah. There was something going on in my body. Um, I just wasn't able to do the same things I was able to do. I wasn't able to, 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 to do the things that came so easily to me before, it seemed like it was always a little bit harder to do. And as the years went on, I mean, obviously, I guess now it's easy to know that that's probably when my body was starting to deal with some of that stuff, even yeah. though the diagnosis didn't happen until five years later, right? Yeah. And it's funny, Nathan, Nathan Dempsey, of course, our guest today on Who Is It Wednesday, he's talking about, he was diagnosed in, uh, in 2010, uh, with Parkinson's, but it felt, uh, or 2008, excuse me, and then felt some, uh, tremors a, a few years earlier that, and still played two more years in the National Hockey League when, when you'd, and you'd been diagnosed, uh, with tremors at that point while you were in the NHL, or was it after you'd retired? So, so, so in 2007, 2008, when I was in Boston, okay. I got, uh, I saw, I was, I was diagnosed with some essential tremors, which is something that lots of people deal with. Right. So but that, still, it's hard still, to be a professional. Yeah, athlete. it is. It is. Yeah. It is. Now, now you had mentioned that um, you noticed that the things that came naturally to you were harder to do on the ice. So what was? Because you were a, you were a very good. Like you were mobile. You're a very good skater. Did it impact like your your tight turns, your ability? What did it impact early that you? Felt? I I felt as though like my my skating I could still get away with it because I was a pretty good skater, so yeah. I could get away with it. But I felt like my puck handling just wasn't the same. Oh, okay. So I felt like in my hands, it's something that I felt like you would lose the puck a little bit more than normal. Yeah, and then also like like even like neurologically, like some of the some of the some of my 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 uh, decision making wasn't quite oh, the same. Okay. Like like I mean, you guys, you you know as well as I do. Like you like Dan and Charles a fast leap. Pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. So you're just well, I'll, I'll take your word for it, yeah. Deborah. I never played yeah. there, but yeah, it looks your pretty decision-making fast. Decision making has to be fast. Yeah. And I just felt like, like maybe, like again, I mean, you look back on it and you're like, yeah, there's something going on there. Yeah. So. Uh, Nathan Dempsey uh, joins us, uh, our guest here on Who Is It Wednesday, Shell, uh, and uh, Jersey retired for the uh, St. John's uh, Maple Leafs. 
Nathan Dempsey uh, joins us, of course, uh, very open about uh, he's been uh, diagnosed with uh, Parkinson's and, uh, for over uh, 13 years now. Uh, he's been the campus director at uh, Vimy Hockey Academy, uh, working with uh, a lot of young kids. And uh, we got a lot of texts coming in from, from people. Hey, guys, I just have to say uh, my boys played high-level sports, and without question, Nathan Dempsey is one of the best people in hockey we've ever met. Even got lucky to get my sign a game-worn Boston jersey, and he sent us the picture. Pretty sweet uh, number 21 in the old blue and uh, blue and yellow. For uh, for Nathan Dempsey from uh, Cam in the Grove, uh, that's nice. And I, I quickly, I haven't talked about it, but for you, just growing up, uh, played hockey, but multi sport after. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. At the time, when did, when did you realize hockey was your sport? Uh, probably when I was... Uh... Phantom, which is like 14, 15. Okay. So, yeah, I, I, I played all kinds of sports. I was a Team Alberta guy from basketball, so I played a lot of hoops. Really? Yeah. Gee, you must have been a point guard, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I loved playing basketball, but uh, uh, we had, uh, at that point, at some point, you had to make a choice. Now, did you ever play basketball <laughs> in the NHL and pick up games when you were in Chicago with Struds? Yep. Uh, how would you evaluate his basketball skills? Let's just put this way: he talks a big game. Yeah, but doesn't but really. It's a ba- small game. It's a small game. <laughs> you heard me right, Stringy. Yeah, he talks a big game, uh, but it's a small game. Well, I remember. Oh. I remember there the, one time with the floors down in, in Chicago Stadium, and Brian Bird went out and he, I think he like, like stretched ligaments in his ankle. Oh yeah, Struddy. That's the time when he faked the ankle yes, injury. Yeah, right. yeah, that, he that, told that, that story. Yeah, yeah. So like, like when the when the car went down, Brian was like, "Done. You guys go out there. I don't want to see anybody getting hurt." <laughs> so, um, you, you've been uh, now. You're the campus director at uh, Vimy, as we mentioned earlier. You're not on the ice anymore with the kids just because of a uh, of, the, of, the, of your balance uh, issues. But um, you have uh, the registration, uh, the shadow days for anybody out there. Give us a little bit of. And the great part about Vimy is it's not just hockey now. There's lots of other sports. Yeah, so Vimy Ridge Academy School is an academy. It's, forgive me for repeating myself, but it's an academy school. So when you're in the when you go to the school, you have to be in some sort of sports academy. Okay. So we have all kinds. We have lacrosse and and dance and and esports and sport fit and outdoor pursuits, all kinds of different all kinds of different uh, programs that you can go into. 
And the best part about it is that if uh, you want to come try it out for a day, sign up for a shot today, and uh, that comes right to with the, the, the program director's email, and we set up a day for you to come and try out the school. So the kids can get an opportunity, like a dress rehearsal, to yes. see if this is what they're going to like. Exactly. And it starts in grade 7, it obviously goes 7, 8, 9? 7 to 12, actually. We're, we're a junior high, high school. So we'll take uh, anybody from grade 7 to grade 12. Do you find so? Uh, we got a text. Uh, if somebody wants to join in grade nine but wasn't there in grade seven, is that allowed? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Again, that's uh, if there's room in that grade. Which, right. Yeah. Which usually, I mean, there's the kids are always coming and going, so usually there's a spot that opens up at some point. Ha- has it changed at all for the hockey academy with all the different leagues now? Have you noticed that like are, are kids staying there shorter? Are they staying there longer? How's it work? Um, I wouldn't say it's made much of a difference. Like with our academy. Um, okay. The landscape of hockey obviously has been crazy changing in the last five to ten years with all kinds of different leagues and all kinds of uh, moves and stuff. Um, but if, you know, we'll, 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 we, we just want hungry, passionate athletes that want to get better. And they could be any tier. Like we have all kinds, we have different groups that we can put them in according to their skill level. And we do the best we can with that. But we just want you to be passionate about the game of hockey or passionate about sports in whatever program you're in. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, hey, guys, I grew up watching Denver play for the St. John's Maple Leafs, an absolute legend back on the rock. He could run for mayor and win in a landslide. Keep being an inspiration to everyone, Denver, from uh, Brian Cheeseman. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cheese. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good Newfoundlander right there for you. Oh, yeah. He's good man. A young guy growing up on the rock. Uh, that is uh, that is fantastic. Um when you, uh, you know, at, at the academy, what, what do you find is the biggest benefit you've felt from the students over the years they gained from being in an academy program? Honestly, I think being active during the day is a big part of it. So, I mean, when you're in school, I mean, you might get a phys ed class once every two or three days. Yeah. At Vimy, you get two hours every day of physical activity, whether that be on the ice or whether that be in your phys ed, whether that be a spin class, a yoga class. Um, we don't want to pound hockey down our throats. No. So we go on the ice two, two to time, two to three times a week. Okay. And it alternates two and three, two and three. And the other times we're getting physical activity with phys ed programming, their phys ed curriculum, all kinds of different, um, activities it. that they can do. And so I think that helps them behave and focus a little bit better in school. Well, it's being proven. You look at the, at the Finland, uh, uh, school, they have 50 minutes guaranteed every hour of physical activity, automatic, right? And so it makes sense. You talk about it and you're moving and then all of a sudden now you can think and your body's active. And so it, it promotes a little bit, uh, more, more of a healthy learning environment, uh, somewhat. So, Big so time. that's, so that's great. And then they can contact you for hockey and just go to the Vivi, uh, uh, just, uh, Google Vimy. It's pretty easy. You see the academy and then they have all the different directors for each, uh, for each Correct. different program. Correct. Yeah, that you, you can, want to. and it, you'll see the academy drop down and you can pick whatever academy you kind of want to choose to. Um, I, I want to ask you when, when you watch the NHL today now and, uh, you know, the skill set of the players, um, you know, there's definitely much more of an emphasis, right? Like off the glass and out. Uh, Paul Coffey here in Edmonton is probably a prime example. He came in, hey, I want to see guys make plays, right? Um, do you, do you, is the game more enjoyable for a former player to watch it now compared to kind of the, or, you know, or would you like there to be a little bit more physicality and emotion? Where do you come out? I love the, I should start off by saying the, the, the skill level is off the charts good. Like, um, you, you take last night and everybody likes to compare everybody to Connor McDavid. Well, how lucky are we to be in a city that we get to watch this kid play night in, night out. And then two decades before when I was growing up, you got to watch Wayne Gretzky. 
<laughs> so, like, we're very fortunate. Very true. But I, I, I still love the intensity. I still love the little bit of the. I don't. I mean, I wouldn't say what Morgan Rally did was was necessarily what I meant. But I mean, like, what Morgan Rally did was the right thing. Yeah, he just but didn't he know did how to. The, del- yeah. know, but he got caught doing it in the wrong area. Yeah. But you gotta, you gotta. There, there's a code there that people have to understand, and there's ways to do it, not the way he did it. But people have to understand that 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 hockey is a physical, intense um, sport, and that shouldn't be taken away fully. You know, no matter how talented these kids get. Which, like, let's be honest, like, like when I came back, when I first came back from playing, um, and I got involved in the academies. I had grade six, grade seven kids, and I was like, this kid's better than I am. <laughs> like, how the heck did that happen? Like, the the stuff that these kids are pulling off now is just phenomenal. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah, I know. They, they just And they practice stuff. You, you can go on video. You can see it. Okay, I want to learn how to do this move or that move, and it's, uh, it is definitely uh, it's exciting to watch. Uh, uh, Nate, we got so many texts coming in, uh, uh, Demer, for you, just uh, as an inspiration to, to so many people. Um, uh, one of your former, uh, one of your former uh, teachers, I think, uh, Randy uh, Huckaluck. I don't know if I'm saying that uh, correct or not, but uh, you also played in the morning hockey league in grade nine at St. Margaret Junior slash Senior High School. Uh, you were the number one pick. He said, "Great athlete, uh, great family." From uh, uh, Randy, one of first your first time I was ever first overall pick. Yeah, geez, not bad. That now was this like morning floor hockey? Yeah. So before school floor hockey, oh and it was God. intense. I loved every minute of that. That was so fun. Like, and the teachers played in it. Really? So the teachers the would draft teachers, the kids, and they were they, on your team. They, they were on your team. <laughs> and <laughs> it, was, awesome. it was unbelievable. Like, it, was, it, got, it got intense. And I'm sure there was um, a couple stick swinging incidents that I don't want to mention, but I'm sure there were. Two stick swinging incidents. Now, was, was Nathan Dempsey involved in any of these? Well, I had a. Did moment, you have a short fuse? A bit at times. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Couldn't really back it up that much, but <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Well, that's great. Uh, well, Demer, it's always great to see you, man. Uh, you inspire a lot of people by sharing your story, and uh, and obviously the kids every day uh, keep pushing through with everything, and it's always great to talk to you and uh, keep chirping struds. Uh, that's, that's why we love having you on. Well, thanks for having me, Greg. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? 
we wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.